right here, right now. Welcome to the podcast with your hosts, Katie and Moni. Get ready to share a laugh and be amused. It's time to tell our stories right here, right now. Hey, Monica, you badass. Hey, Katie. I was going to say that. How'd you know? No way. Yeah. Well, it's probably because the book's sitting right in front of us. Yeah. Did you know about um, October's Book of the Month Club? We're having its reveal party right now. Yeah. Turns out you are a badass. How to Stop Doubting Your Greatness and Start Living an Awesome Life by Jen Sincero. So if you've been reading along this month, then you are probably feeling pretty great with your awesome life right about now, like Katie and I are. Yeah, we're flying high. We're recognizing all of our strengths. Mm -hmm. We're recognizing that the world is really just a playground. Indeed. We've been feeling the love and sharing the love. Yeah, we sure have. Right here. Right now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This book, seriously, y'all, if you haven't read it, you really should grab a copy or like me, if you do a lot of commuting, you can listen in. Her uh, narration style is really fun and hysterical. And I think that she and I are best friends now. <laughs> she just doesn't know it. Yet. I think she would like us. I kind of want to send out a invitation to have her on the podcast. I wonder what she'd think. I might be too nervous, but I could try. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I could try sense. to offer myself some unconditional love exactly, and some uh, compassion mm-hmm. and recognize that I actually have amazing and unique gifts to share with the world that nobody else can share like I can. And that you have to share with her. Like, yeah. you know, stuff exactly. she probably hasn't heard about. Totally. That you know. Yeah. Like bird sounds, <whistles> techniques in all sorts of of ways <laughs> I was like thinking crafting <laughs> nursing the kitchen home stuff DIY wow, you're yeah. like in the mm. garden you have so many so many skills skill sets yeah very uniquely me yeah skill sets and so do you which is what makes the world such a special awesome freaking mm-hmm. cool place it's a good thing we're not all trying to be like each other and trying to fit in all the time exactly you gotta let that uh, juicy peach just be itself yeah go back and listen to the juicy peach theory <laughs> um because it's all starting with letting ourselves be ourselves take self love baby yes right now love is big for us because it's actually we're each celebrating our uh, wedding anniversaries at the beginning yeah. of november so that's a big a special deal. time five years me and luke one year for me and kyle So that's exciting for us. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I know that I've learned through this book, yes, affirming it, but uh, in the five years of my marriage with my husband is that in order for me to fully love him, I have got to start with being fully loving and accepting of who I am. Mm -hmm. And as the more more confident I can be in that person, whoever that is for me, that gives me the chance to let him shine in all of his glory and love that. Yeah. And then I think probably also all the people in your life, the more exactly. confident you are in yourself, you're giving other people permission to be themselves too and exactly. to let their inner lights shine yep. out. Yep. It's all mm-hmm. very integral and it's very <laughs> important that you learn to love that inner person mm-hmm. uh, in order to unveil all that you can in order to honor that person you yeah. know in order to let them shine more right fully it reminds me of namaste exactly yeah, yeah. 
<clears throat> surprise, surprise. It's all integrated. That's right. Um, so each chapter has a list of like ways that you can master the the chapter's theme. And I love that this is like a true how-to book in that way, that she gives you a lot of lists, a lot of very accessible chunks of information that keep it organized yeah. for your brain. Yes. And also that she is extremely hysterical. She says the funniest things. It's like a super real life, uh-huh. not uh ushigushi self-help. Yeah. It's like your best friend was sitting down and being like, so here's the scoop. Yep. I know this is woo-woo. Get over it. And her examples are always really awesome. I love that she talks about um, one of the examples in comparing yourself to others, which I loved is uh, how to do you, you know, that you're the only you that there is. So do it well and don't care about what other people are doing. Uh And she uses the example of what if Led Zeppelin had been like, man, Mozart's more popular than any of our songs have ever been. Like, so many people love and respect Mozart. Maybe we should get rid of our drummer. <laughs> Just like, so if Led Zeppelin would have done that and compared themselves to Mozart, then... Was it that same chapter that she talks about the Wright brothers' mom? Yes. Like, yeah, so well, I don't it's know about like, the chapter, but that was a good one. She, she's talking about the Wright brothers um, and how, like, there's a group of ladies chatting about their poor mother. And can you believe they think they can fly? Oh, that poor woman. And they just repainted the house. <laughs> They're going to have to move across town. And that is so funny. Yes. She talks about how um, when we're kids, we all have, like, unicorn posters and seal posters with seals on them. Never stop believing in your dreams. But then your friend comes to you and is like, hey, I decided to... Uh, quit my nine to five stable job because I'm going to go uh, I'm going to go backpack Europe for a year mm-hmm. and you're like no don't do it <laughs> thinking you're offering this great advice it's like well, no let them follow their dream, yeah. dreams give them the picture of the kitten in the tree yeah oh maybe not the kitten in the tree that one's hanging in there right <laughs> yeah, they won't need there. that one yet maybe when they get back trying to look for a job yeah. <laughs> hang in there You've got this. Think of all your experiences. For real. Um, the whole book is seriously chock full of awesome It really is. Advice. And one of the things we took from all of those lists, we noticed that she did this. Don't you think we didn't notice this, Jen? No. We noticed. The last point in every list in there. Spoiler alert, by the way, if you're gonna if you don't want to know it, forward fifteen seconds. The bottom line is you have to love yourself. Yeah. Every love single to do list she gives you very last one love yourself and it's easier said than done and it's also kind of cliche but it's real Mm -hmm. and it's a big deal and it's very accessible and that's what we wanted to bring to the table today are some accessible ways that we can love ourselves because as we can love ourselves we give ourselves freedom to be ourselves which gives ourselves freedom to be However, we want to be in our creative process, which could include writing hilarious stories dun, dun, dun. and other amazing things that yeah. you could do with that freedom and creativity. And your human body, whatever you want to do with it. Mm-hmm. It's yours to believe in that ability, capability. Before we get started, I have to share one other thing that I loved about the book that's not going to relate to our list because we're about to give you all a great list. Mm-hmm. Some of them, these things that we came up with, some that Jen did. But before I go there, I wanted to share. She talks about when you're trying to find your life mission, perhaps, mm-hmm. that there's a lot of different ways you could do that. And one of the ways would be to play the game of Alien. Oh, and yeah. I have been really loving this. <laughs> I've been doing it a lot, actually, and telling Kyle about it. And he thinks I'm crazy. 
because I am. <laughs> um, but she says that when you're trying to figure out your life mission, it can be really daunting. And to imagine that you're a little green alien that came down to Earth and knows nothing about Earth and nothing about humans and nothing about you. And it just pops its little self into your body and it gets to take control. And so it's noticing all the things you're good at, all the resources you have, all the awesome things that are right there at your fingertips. And it's like, yeah, do those things. Of course you're good at those things. That's the stuff you should be doing. Mm -hmm. So to imagine yourself as this little green alien. (laughs) I love that. I was telling Kyle about it and I just started like break dancing in the living room. I was like, my alien wants to move this body. Ooh, look at that. It goes. That makes me think of something too. I love that you were dancing with your alien, (laughs) but I'm thinking about something I heard today that what the alien would be like, why are you watching TV? Why are you spending all this time being lazy? Like, what the hell are you wasting all your time with all Look when you have all these talents? This earth. Go into the planet. Yeah. Enjoy it. I heard today, though, on this podcast that um, the average American list, uh, watches TV for four hours a day. Four hours. Yeah. Whoa. Which is a lot. That's a lot. They did a, a little math, a little formula. And mm. over the course of an adult life, that average multiplied per day takes you into an 13 year span no of watching TV way 24/7. I mean that's how the math works out. I've gotten into a bad habit of watching my hour long TV show at yeah. night and then sometimes it just goes to an hour and a half or then if I say I'm going to watch half an episode I watch two. Anyway, I have been thinking about that's 14 and I don't do that every day by any means, right, but right. that's 14 hours a week. Mm-hmm. And I know my screen time, which I do a lot of stuff on my phone for work. I have long conversations while I'm driving. Those kind of things add up. But my screen time often on my phone is two hours a day. So you put those two things together. If I did watch the two episodes plus mm-hmm. the screen time. And think about Whoa. what you're consuming in those times. Like, is that content making you feel loved or worthy of love? Or is it making you feel like yourself? Is it making you feel confident? Or are you likely, as you're scrolling, and you, I say you, it's the no. general you, yeah, obviously. Totally. But there's the the comparison mind that we mm-hmm. get when we're scrolling. There's the TV of, you know, or so that much funnier than you're me. Not I wish I could be on that often show. Often at the end of an hour-long TV show, I feel guilt. I enjoy it, but then mm-hmm. I feel guilt about the things that I could have been doing yeah. instead. And then I'm watching someone else's life transpire that's not even real rather than living my own. Right. So there's a time and a place. I'm not saying we want to give up the social media. For sure. No, or the TV. The whole thing. By yeah. any exactly. But, but it's about limiting it. And observing yourself as though you were that alien. And as you sit down to do that activity, think, is this the thing that's going to make me feel most alive? Like, is this the thing that's going to further my drive that like, oh, yeah, I love this person I am. Mm -hmm. That was a great choice, Katie. Yeah. Good job. (laughs) Jeez. Or is that going to make you be filled with self-doubt? Yeah. Um, Which brings us perfectly to Mm -hmm. our list about when we're not feeling the best self-love, when we're Mm -hmm. feeling a little bit of a lack in the love, what can we do to rile ourselves back up? Maybe your inner critic is sounding off or you're feeling that inner judgment. You might take a pause and this is going to sound cheesy and it might also ring back from hook Peter Pan, (laughs) but find your happy place. Go to your happy place. Like maybe if that's not feeling accessible or like Peter Pan, he can't think of his happy place. It takes him a while to go back to that place. Yeah, when you're you're feeling really bad, it can be hard to go to that happy place. Even if you go, you're still not. You're like, this used to bring me joy. Right. Yeah, that makes me think of inside out. 
Oh, yeah. Um, but maybe thinking of a time when you made someone else happy. Mm-hmm. So if you yourself can't find, well, I was, I'm not happy right now. I can't find any time that I was happy. That's just not accessible to me. Well, I'm sure you've made someone happy in the last, I mean, you've got to be able to think of something. Yeah. And if you can't, then maybe it's time to go make someone happy. Right. Then I'd say that's why you're feeling crappy. Yeah. Because you haven't made anyone else happy. And like attracts like. Vibrations. She talks a lot about frequencies and it is woo-woo, but I also believe it's, you yeah. know, it's fun to believe yeah. in it. And I think that energy is very real. I for mean, sure. That, it is definitely the most felt thing that's unexplainable. And yeah. And didn't we read something uh, on, I think it was Brene Brown <laughs> that said something about how... Um, your energy is contagious, so what do you want other people to couch yes. to catch from you? Yes, yes. So that so if you want to be loved, then you should be loving. It's also really wrapping to the golden rule. Yes. How do you do want to be yourself. treated? Yeah, correct. Yeah, it's a beautiful universal truth. Of course, mm-hmm. wraps all together. So that's the first one. Yeah, go to your happy place or make someone happy. Mm-hmm. Second thing you could do if you were feeling a little lack of the self-love is take a scan of yourself and your surroundings and kind of analyze, are you trying to fit in to society or have you created a zone for yourself in which you belong in society? This is also Brene. pull them back daring greatly. Yeah, yeah. From that juicy peach theory yeah, yeah. two episodes ago. Yeah, so find that sense of your real self not what someone or your group is expecting you to behave or you know right you got to be true to yourself you really have to make sure that in life what you're doing is honoring you Mm -hmm. i think that's super important and in a relationship that's true you know it goes so many levels it will be helpful for Mm -hmm. us to start with that just be honoring ourselves if you need more go back to juicy peach theory we talk on that for Mm -hmm. like 15 minutes. Yeah. And another thing that if you're feeling a little low in your arena of self-love that you might want to do is reach out to somebody, call, phone a friend. Yeah. (laughs) Call a lifeline. Like that's real. Someone that might be willing to, and you don't have to like fish for a compliment or something. Maybe just like have a genuine conversation. Maybe ask about them. That gives this other person a chance to light up. It gives them a chance to share about themselves. What is that quote about um, you can't help but help another and you'll help yourself? And that's what we were just talking about, too, being uh, true to that. I wish I could come up with the real one. Y'all get the gist. Yeah. It feels great to help other people. Exactly. If you're feeling a little lackluster in the self-love department, call up a friend and tell them what you love about them. Yeah. Chances are that's going to make you feel better about yourself. Exactly. And they might even be so, because we're so terrible at receiving compliments from other people, they will probably just automatically tell you something nice about yourself <laughs> because they're so like, what the hell? I can't take these compliments. No, you're great. Yeah, you're you're awesome. amazing. You just called me to tell me that you're really great. Feels like a conversation I've had with Marissa before. <laughs> <laughs> I could definitely see that. Yes. Um, so then to get back to our book, those were all kind of our things that we scribbled down. And then, uh, we went and took a look at Jen's chapter six, love the one you is. And I love the quote here, um, that she has, if we really love ourselves, everything in our life works. Louise Hay. 
author, publisher, the godmother of self-help, who was doing it way back when it still wasn't cool. (laughs) Um, So she, on her list, we kind of cherry-picked a couple of her list items. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're so relevant to our self-loving journey is affirmations. Affirmations might sound a little too self-helpy. You might be like, that sounds so cheesy. But I want to speak on affirmations for a moment because I've been really working with them in the morning routine. And when I wrote down my list of them and read them the first few times, I didn't, I felt like I wasn't faking it, but I also didn't feel, you know, super emphatic about it. Like it was just like, okay, I'm reading these things. It's, mm-hmm. I'm, that's, check it off. Affirmations, check. Done. <laughs> Um, And without really trying, like I'm just continuing to do it, uh, they feel more real now. Like I read them and it's not necessarily because some of them I remember, like it just flows. And so some parts Mm -hmm. I can remember without having to read it, which is starting to feel cool. Like my own like pledge of allegiance, you know, like this like pledge to self. And uh, it's been really feeling more real and I I just think that's so cool and I haven't experienced that really before like but I didn't feel like I was lying to myself I've just grown into it and you know we talked about that when we had our conversation with Jen and we were talking about the model and we were talking about how you gotta find your neutral and you can't just go and say I'm a terrible writer I'm an awesome writer according to the model you need to find your neutral which is a helpful and useful step but Jen was like no I actually (laughs) go to the highest part because I'm rewiring my brain to feel that way so yeah so what you're saying is I shouldn't be surprised at all that that's been happening. Absolutely not. Your bestie Jen told you this was going to happen. You didn't listen. It's happening. That's so awesome. It is. So yeah, affirmations. Yeah. And Jen, Jen is like, post them in on your mirror. Write them on your forehead. It's funny, Jen. We're talking about Jen and the other Jen. Oh, yeah. So not to be confused. All Jens are badass. That is hilarious. I didn't even realize that. Um, so we wanted to share a couple of uh, the affirmations that Jen recommends. Um Sincero, <laughs> from the author. Yes. I I deserve and receive massive amounts of love every moment of every day. I love how tall I am, and I love the size of my ass. <laughs> yeah, you think that one really fits? <laughs> I am one with the universe. The unis- <laughs> the universe is awesome, and so am I. Boom. Ugh. Or whatever. If none of these work, come up with some that don't make you gag, but that strike a nerve with you. The more emotion you feel about what you're saying, the more power it will have to bring about positive change. Jin mm. Sincero. Badass biatch. Yes. And I'm just thinking about it. It's also how affirmations are also how Dorothy ended up getting home in The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> so that's There's a big no deal for you. like home. There's no place like home. There's no place like home. Boom. Boom. You're home. There it is. You didn't even love it when you left. I bet you do now. That's great. Exactly. Another thing that Jen talks about, and she says this is the most important one, is forgiveness. Forgive yourself. Uh, she says, you have screwed up in the past. You will screw up again. Every human is born with the ability to make spectacular mistakes. (laughs) Stop digging your heels in the sand and just get over it already. That was kind of uh, paraphrased. 
But she recommends that when you're feeling really bad about something in your mind, you can't get it out of your mind. You're, you didn't do the right thing to somebody or you did something wrong. Um, to bring that situation to your mind's eye and then to say something to yourself like, Hold, holding on to my bad feelings about this is doing nothing but harming me and everyone else and preventing me from enjoying my life fully. I am an awesome person. I choose to enjoy my life. I choose to let this go. Mm. Give yourself that self-forgiveness. It's so important. It really is. Because we can really hold some grudges as humans. And if we're doing that on our own, on our own selves and our own hearts, like, ooh, that's a rough cage to be stuck in mm-hmm. for sure. Get yourself out of that cage. You've got to move. you got to move. Break down the walls. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure where this nugget dropped in. <laughs> like, who can I credit this to? Yeah. The universal yeah. truths of the world. Exactly. Uh, we tend to think that withholding, this might have actually been back to Brene. <laughs> Probably. Withholding love yes. from ourselves or from our partners, or from our friends, is a way of punishment. I'm not going to fully love my partner or my roommate because they didn't take the garbage out. And that'll show them, and next time they'll do it because I withheld this love, and now they're going to start taking the garbage out. Um, That doesn't really make sense. That logic is not sound. It is not sound. (laughs) Um, And love is an amazing feeling. Love feels freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. People choose to fall out of love mm-hmm. because they really, they really, they choose to do that. When they stop <laughs> thinking the thoughts that give them the loving feeling, yep. that give them the loving actions. Yep. And thinking that that's going to make things change. But in all reality, that's actually like the biggest blockade yeah. to change and positive growth that you could probably possibly have. So with holding love from yourself, I don't love my body because I ate too many cookies and it's fat and that's going to make me change. No. I won't love my body till I lose this hundred pounds. No. Lose love it right now. Mm -hmm. And through that love, you might see the positive change. Mm -hmm. But withholding the love is like, the body's like, oh, you don't love me? Let's eat 12 more packs of Oreos. <laughs> this is gonna feel awesome in the morning. Exactly. Terrible. Blech. Yeah. So don't withhold the love, y'all. Give yourself the love because yeah. it feels good and it produces positive results. Yeah. Forgive yourself. Mm. Silly. Mm. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and go buy this book. Speaking of love, we need to intro our November book of the month dun 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 it was actually mentioned in this book it was yep but you'd heard about it on another source so this was on our radar it was and i remember we had it on our we've had it on our list already and we decided Mm -hmm. because we read it in here this is the perfect time to segue to byron katie loving what is yeah yeah so it's another (laughs) help selfie book (laughs) because we find that our lives are getting exceptionally better through learning this stuff Mm -hmm. and and even after you learn it I already read you were a badass three years ago but you sometimes need like a constant kick in the ass to remember how bad you how badass you were and you were struggling with different things three years ago you were a whole different Katie you know your life was different and you had different situations and so you took way different things from the book and it's kind of like hearing a song over after the 10 years or seeing a movie after 10 years Mm -hmm. I mean you're a whole nother being to receive that content and what neat things the universe has in store that second round or third or whatever how many times it's amazing it literally is i take something new every time i watch the wizard of oz (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, hell yeah. So go out and get You Were a Badass by Jen Sincero. Read that if you haven't. Yeah. Go grab Byron Katie's Loving What Is. I think it's going to be a little bit less sarcastic. <laughs> okay. Um, like, I don't know if I'm going to be into it. I know. <laughs> Just kidding. I've heard great things. I think Brooke Castillo mentioned Byron mm-hmm. Katie also. Yep. That was where we were. Okay. Yep. Yep. Remembering. Yep, yep. remembering. Mm-hmm. I'm stoked. To I'm read that book. Super stoked. Anyone who influences Jen and Brooke is definitely going to speak well to me. So that's right. I look forward to hearing. Mm. Well, y'all, we're excited about all of these things and more. Mm-hmm. And we're excited to love ourselves while we write these stories yes. that we're about to write. Yes. And in the spirit of this loving creativity, and our anniversaries, we decided to ask our husbands to come up with our prompts today. So we don't know what they wrote. We've got a character in there. We have a thing, maybe a place, like a feeling, a feeling. Yeah, we yeah. asked for those things. We'll see what they came up with. It might um, be silly. Hopefully, it is. I hope so too. So go ahead and grab out your notepad and your pen. And set your timer for three minutes. We're going to give you these prompts three minutes apart. If you're playing along, you will press pause when you hear the pin click. Uh, And we'll be back for prompt number two and three. You will have one total awesome story that we're going to love. Oh, yeah. When you send it to us. That's right. KTandMoni at gmail.com. All right. We've got our first prompt. We wrote down an object or place. Guess where we're at? Martini bar. How fun. Three minutes. Press pause. And next we have a character, Detective Roberts. So the final prompt is, I think, up for interpretation. It's a feeling. And it says, the piano is not who he says he is. So, <laughs> okay, Luke. Yeah. Clearly your husband wrote that one. Exactly. So do what you want with the piano is not who he says he is. Maybe there's a piano. Someone's not who they say they are. You know, work with we, it. We don't know. It's loose. Yeah. Go Could also it. just be a piano. That talks. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Luke. We'll be back in three more minutes with a story. That was a fun one. That was. I don't know what just happened, but my hand hurts. <laughs> I know. I got to I got to a good spot where I yeah, I wasn't I was not overthinking it. So I don't know what happened in there. That's always the best. Let's hear yours first. (laughs) Okay. Let's see how it goes. Can I get some more olives over here, please? I hadn't eaten since breakfast, and my hanger level was increasing rapidly. The cocktail waitress brought me a bowl of olives and a menu and a rude snide glance. (laughs) This martini bar has food? Brilliant. As I perused the menu, the liquid in my drink somehow disappeared. My glass had emptied itself, and I felt very warm. 
The letters on the menu started running together, so I had to set it down and take a deep breath. Chance better get here soon, or I'm not going to make it to the 475 bus on time. Right then, I felt an arm wrap around my shoulders. Hello, Nance. Thanks for meeting me here. I didn't know who, I didn't know who else to call. Of course, baby brother. You know I'm always here for you. What's got you down? Chance put his head in his hands. Oh, Nance, it's all just too much. I don't know how I even got this job. I don't know a surveillance cam from a spotlight. I don't know a spy watch from an eye watch. This Detective Roberts doesn't even exist. He's an imposter. <laughs> just then, we heard the most magical sound, high to low of the keys on the baby grand in the corner. The baby grand in the corner? We turned to see in the dark corner, with a neon sign shaped like a martini glass that blinked and tilted like it was at its own little martini party. <laughs> Barely lit in the faint glow was this old piano. But who struck the keys? There was no pianist. Perhaps the drink was stronger than I thought. Whoa, Detective Roberts, it looks like we have a case that needs solving. What is that, haunted piano? Chance, go check it out. He got up to check it out. <laughs> wow. He peered inside the top cover, and suddenly a purple flash brightened the whole space, and Chance was gone, sucked <gasps> into the baby grand, which was likely not a piano at all, but something much, much different. Cool. Spooky story. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey. Nice. That was fun. Thanks, friend. Cool. Cool. I want to know what's going on in I piano know. world. I'm curious. Hopefully Chance will get a chance to be a detective after oh. all. Hey. <laughs> Next on Right Here, Right Now. Did you notice their names were Chance and Nance? No. Brother and sister. That's really cute. Yeah. You're clever. I like that most. Look at you go. <laughs> What you got for me? The bar was all smoky. I could hardly make out if he was saying, care for a drink or it sure does stink. I interrupted Grandma's story. Was it on fire? What? She said, no, it wasn't on fire. It was 1960. You could smoke in the bars back then. Oh, okay. Go on then. What happened next? I said. Well, he bought me a drink, a vodka martini. Did I mention we were at one of those dueling piano martini bars? So here I am, barely 19, never had a martini in my life. I took a big sip of it and spewed my drink all over your grandfather's suit. I was mortified. He didn't seem to mind, though. He thought it was hilarious, in fact, and I'll never forget the way he looked at me then. And he said, I'm Detective Roberts, little lady, <laughs> and who do I have the pleasure of meeting tonight? He held out his hand, and when we touched, tingles went through my whole body. I swear he was mine right then and there. His blue eyes spoke to my soul. So naturally, I told him I was Librarian Jones. <laughs> wow, so you just knew then and there? I hope I get to feel like that someday. Oh, Johnny, my grandmother said longingly. You are so wise for an 18-year-old. But the story's not over yet. Want to hear the rest? Of course, I exclaimed. Well, it's what brought our Detective Roberts to the bar that night. The reason we ever met. The reason you exist on this planet. It was an investigation, you see. The piano, it wasn't who it says it was. <laughs> huh? I questioned. I may be only 18, but I know enough to, about the world to know that pianos cannot talk. You see, piano that the piano that was being played by one of the dueling piano bar guys... <clears throat> 
had a generic cheap label on it. But it was a lie. It was actually the piano owned by the most famous piano player in the world. It had gone missing, stolen rather, earlier that week. And your grandfather hunted it down. So the moral is, son, sometimes bad people do bad things. But those things can lead to love and life. Do you understand? Uh, sure, Grandma. Can I have some cake now? Wow. That was a great story. He really pulled it all together. Did you already have the dueling piano? Yeah, I was like, that is so random. We're at a dueling piano bar. This is strange. (laughs) I guess it's common that there's a piano in a martini bar. But then, so, yeah. Or I was just feeling their frequencies and their group mind and vibrations, you know? (laughs) You know, all those good things. All of it. Yeah. Yay. Love those stories. Those were fun. Well, guys, whatever you do throughout your week as you're entering into November, this beautiful holiday season upon us, all the rush and the bustle, Mm -hmm. make sure to take some time and offer yourself some love. Yeah. And then share the love. Right here. Right now. Bye. Bye. Here's some funny bloopers that you might enjoy from this episode. Yay. Kyle and me. Yeah. Is it Luke and I? Five years for me. Nope. No. Yep. Five years for me. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So with the book, she, each chapter has a title. (laughs) Well, it's big. (laughs) It's a big thing. (laughs) Right here. Right now. So side notes, we just went out and told Luke and Kyle what great prompts they wrote. And Luke said, yeah, that Detective Roberts, he knew that piano player wasn't who he said he was. And we were like, player? (laughs) You wrote the piano wasn't who he said he was. (laughs) So so his prompt was a little more sensical than we thought. But I'm glad it turned out this way. (laughs) Me too. So anyway. Bye. Bye.